Welcome back to ESPN Music. My name is Daniel Dopp, your host, podcast producer here at ESPN. Really excited today. I'm sitting in studio with All Time Low. How are you guys doing? So good. Great. Yeah, man. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you. Usually I ask people how they're doing. They say well. They never ask me. I think you're the first person to ask. You've got to check. Alex is a gentle human. What if you you were just like, well, man, not good. It's been really (laughs) rough. It's been a rough (laughs) week. I'd feel bad if I like opened up a weird can of worms. Right, there. <laughs> right. You never know that could yeah. happen. Uh, so, what are you guys doing here today? You're hanging out. Yeah, we're hanging. Uh, we have a show not too far from here today. Um, yeah. They didn't even ask amazing. us to come. We just kind of showed. Yeah, up. we just, just every time we're in the area, we just show up and wait outside until someone lets us in. Right, right. Yeah. That's understandable. Throwing footballs, at the screaming, building. Kevin, get us. <laughs> That's Kevin Wilson. For all those, yes, uh, you might have heard of Kevin Wilson last time. He's the head of the music department here. Uh, good guy, good guy, uh, Kevin. A lot. Um, you guys have been here before. Correct? Yes, we have been here. Uh, what, what once before? Mm-hmm. I think, yeah. yeah, a couple, a couple of years ago. A couple of years ago. What were you? What were you doing here then? Just taking the tour, getting a feel for the grounds, um, yeah. vibing it out. Yeah. Um, there's a lot more buildings now. Yeah. We rolled up, and there's yeah. You guys have like doubled in size. Yeah. And new. Are you guys doing a tour today, or are you just here hanging? We'd like to. I mean, again, maybe off the books. Okay. You know, it's kind of one of those things. Once we're done all the official business, like. Jack and I will just kind of sneak off and see, right. see what rooms we can get into, <laughs> what broadcasts we can get into. Sneak sure. on the set. Yeah. yeah. Just walk through the background of shots. Absolutely. Well, you can do that. The new Sports Center studio is kind of set up like that. Perfect. So you should definitely check it. It's so <laughs> rad. And you will tune into Sports Center today and you will see us. Let's see you guys. <laughs> walking around in the background of a, <laughs> so of a pivotal moment. So uh, you mentioned it really quickly. Right now you're on tour, uh, on the Back to the Future Hearts tour. Yes. Right now with Sleeping with Sirens. Yep. Then it looks like you guys are taking a little bit of a Christmas break. Yeah, we've been we've been on tour for pretty much this entire year. Our new record came out in April, and pretty much since then we've been on the road. So uh, it's been a very intense year of touring. So it, it um, yeah, we're gonna take a little bit of a break and and uh, give everybody's ears a rest. Yeah, I think everyone deserves a break. And then you're going back out again in February for, in the UK, right? Yeah, we're doing yeah. a UK Good headlining Charlotte. arena tour with yeah. Charlotte. That's crazy. That's sick. Yeah, we just we actually uh, right before the record came out, we we just did an arena run in the UK, and it was the first time ever doing those size venues, and it was a pretty incredible thing. We um, we did a co bill with a band called Yumi at Six from the UK, and it was sort of both bands' first time uh, in that level of venue, and and uh, it went really well, and it was insane and amazing, and and kind of mind blowing for us to sort of achieve that, and. So uh, pretty much the second it was wrapped, we were like, okay, when are we doing that again? Yeah. And so like, I think the next day, our uh, our booking agent, who is amazing, this guy Martin, uh, I think pretty much had the rooms on hold for pretty like a year later. He was That's just like, awesome. we're just going to snag them again. Let's do it again. So, yeah, yeah, so we're going back. And yeah, we just confirmed uh, the Good Charlotte guys are going to join us over there, which is amazing. They just got back together after like a six-year hiatus. I saw that. They played so, at the Troubadour, I believe, last night or yeah, something early. Yeah, yeah first show back. So yeah. I think they did like an all-request set list, too, which is pretty amazing. Oh, I didn't awesome. know that. Yeah, they like, I think the day before posted, like, what do you want to hear? Just yeah. to make sure that they were getting everything on the list. And uh, yeah, so I'm stoked for those guys. I, they're good friends of ours now, and I, I love seeing them back at it. So that's going to be a fun tour. That's awesome. Could, could you guys do an all-request all set list? Do you guys know, still know, and can play all of the songs? I can't play the- any of them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the ones that are on the set list currently, he can't yes. play. Uh, yeah, I think so. I, you know who does it really well is, uh, I keep shouting out all our friends' bands, um, Newfound Glory does it really, yeah. really well. Uh, I think they did a... a whole tour pretty recently where they just started taking requests and 
each night as people learned that they were doing it, the requests would get more and more obscure and yeah. delve deeper and deeper into their weird, like, <laughs> here's a Christmas song you did one time for right. this thing. In 2002. Yeah, so they, yeah. there were literally, I think, a couple of shows where, like, Chad and Jordan were learning the songs on stage. And I, I'm, it would probably be a pretty similar situation. We have five albums now. Yep. Uh, which is a pretty healthy back catalog. Yeah, absolutely. So I think there would be a lot of uh, a lot of sort of on stage practice happening. But no, as long as the crowds didn't mind, yeah, if they're digging it, that's yeah, all that matters. Yeah, they're having a good time. So you guys are sports fans, absolutely. The biggest, biggest sports fans. <laughs> yeah. You were actually wearing a, a Ravens shirt right Gotta now. Represent. That's yep. a sick Ravens shirt, by the way. It is, it's cool. like gold foil, and then it's got the yeah, red eyes. I think it's from cool. the uh, the military line. Oh, military oh, service nice. line. Yeah, okay. really, it's really cool. Really cool. Nice. Yeah. So you guys are from Baltimore or yes. from yeah. Maryland? Yep. And uh, have you been Ravens fans your whole life? Uh yeah. I mean, I think as soon as I was old enough to really appreciate football, you know, um, you know what it was for for me at least it was the Harbaugh, yeah, Blacko era. Yeah. You know, when we actually brought a, a team together that was good and I competing again. Yeah, I definitely remember the first Super Bowl win in like the early it was two thousand one, two thousand one, I think. Yeah. Um, and uh, so I remember that one. I remember watching the game, but I was a little more idle back then. I was kind of just casually watching it. Yeah. Um, and kind of wondering what was happening and stuff. And I was wondering why we got school off the next day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. And then, it was uh, awesome. yeah, it was amazing. I was like, that I was, love football. It's great. That was the coolest part. My, I think at the time my dad was like, if I, I didn't really know what was going on, but my dad was like, if the Ravens win, I think I really wanted like a new video game system or something like an N64. I can't remember. And my dad was like, if the Ravens win, you're getting it. And so I was just stoked that I got an N64. That's awesome. Which I then played Blitz on all the time. Right. So, um, so yeah. Uh, and then, yeah, I think Jack and I probably jumped into it about the same time, like Harbaugh, Flacco, that, okay. that era, 2009, eight, yeah, somewhere around there. And it's, I mean, this year, it's been a little rough. Yeah. yeah. A little bit. We're just going to hit the reset button. Yeah. It's a strange year. It's, it's weird to, to see a team go from being so consistently rad mm-hmm. uh just a winning team yep to win a super bowl uh, and then yeah and even even after winning the super bowl you know we still had good years like it, there was we were still competing we went to the playoffs again uh and it was just it was something you're so used to yeah. you know it's like okay well we'll see him in the playoffs whatever like and uh yeah they're not not looking like the same team it's it's interesting it's so the big thing i feel like I loved watching, and I'm not I'm not a, a Ravens fan. Though I told you guys I lived in Baltimore for a little bit, yeah. so I kind of took them on, and a, a bunch of my buddies were were Ravens fans. So, but the whole you know I loved watching, loved watching Ed Reed. Oh, he yeah. was my favorite Raven of the time. You know when I was unbelievable. He, he was just that guy that it's like if I could play football, that's who I would want to yeah. play like. Yeah. Every time Absolutely. he picked the ball, I was everyone would get so terrified because he would literally just <laughs> the lateral lateral it immediately. <laughs> Ed Reed lateral. Like he'd grab it and then just immediately start looking around who to lateral. To. I'm like, right. I'm like, just run or just go down. Like so exciting don't though. Lose that's the pick. Yeah. That's how football is meant to be played. That's what that's what you love about Ed Reed is that backyard he, football. Sort, yeah, he was playing yeah. backyard football all the time. But it's like this is this is a big game. Yeah, don't lateral it. So but talented. So kind crazy of exciting. Yeah. yeah, amazing, Absolutely. amazing. We actually. Uh, the year that we the Ravens went, I say we. The year that the Ravens went to the Super Bowl, you know what it's like to be a Baltimore I, fan. I do. We're very yep. passionate. Yep. And it's you're part of the team. Absolutely, are, we are on the team. It's one of those cities, officially. Like, yep. like Pittsburgh. Yeah. yeah. Same thing. Um. So you have to forgive me when I refer to it as we. I say we. I mean, I'm, I'm a generally a Lions fan, but like those, it's like those blue collar cities. Like you yeah. take on. You're part. Exactly. You're on the team. Teams. Yeah. Yeah. I was signed. I went. The players to are a very big part of the community everything. as well and stuff. So yeah. it's like a. 
Um, so anyway, the, the year that the Ravens won the Super Bowl, actually, we we went to uh, one of the practices and got to meet uh, Ed and Ray Lewis. And it was pretty incredible, you know, because these guys are just legends and they're always going to be legends of football. And yep. um, it was pretty cool to be kind of there the year that everything was really clicking. Yeah, Ed Reed was like, what up, rock stars? <laughs> he started, like, pretending to play guitar on the field. Oh, calling us, like, calling us every other band name that we weren't. Yeah, he's <laughs> like, what up, Rune 5, Limp Bizkit, Blink-182. Yeah. I was like, I love you. It yeah. was a good vibe on the field. The energy was awesome. They were, That's they were having so a good rad. Time, yeah. That's super cool. It was very cool. And Ray Lewis guy, man, just talking to him, he was like, how are you doing today? He, like, squeezed my hand. I was like, crushed, crushed your whole <laughs> hand. I'm like, I think, uh, I think we... Staring into I think my we soul. were a big part of the reason we went on to win the Super Bowl. Actually. Yeah, Absolutely. I would assume. It was, I think yeah. Jack and I passed some energy on to the team. It was like chemistry <laughs> that just sort of evolved. Yeah, you guys yeah. There. yeah, that makes sense. That's why we say we. So what's happened? I mean, you guys lost Steve Smith senior. I mean, that was yeah. a, you know that was a big thing because he he did a lot for you guys. Ninety percent of the offense top angles. target. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's been a it's been a strange year to watch unfold. I mean, you know, I think we were. A lot of people were banking on Brashad Perriman being available to play, and that's kind of a heartbreaking situation yep. as for him and for the team, you know, and for fans as well. Um, so when that didn't pan out, you could definitely see uh, that there were some favored targets on the offense and, and that spreading the ball out may not have been uh, a viable option. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, when, when he went down, I mean, obviously it's always the next man up, but uh, – it's just no one was getting it done like he was. So you know, it's, it's a shame to see him go down. And yeah, after after saying that it was his last year too, it's like kind of a heartbreaking oh, man. To yeah. Go, so. And someone, part of me hopes. Dude, sorry to interrupt, but someone someone we forget about that it went. Suggs went down like second yeah. game, second or first game. Huge loss. And like we don't talk about that, but that guy was basically the, the only identity we had on defense. Yeah, he's a leader on the field too, so it's tough. So to, that's, that was a bummer. Yeah, for sure. It's because then I think he got like the next man up. As far as the defense goes, you got Mosley coming in as being the leader, and he's only in his second year, or third year, second year, second year, second yep. year. Yeah, so you know, there's that's a lot to put on a guy's shoulders. For Absolutely. Sure. So, um, yeah, I mean, you can kind of see where the communication and the, the there's some gaps happening there. But yeah, Steve Smith, man, that was a that was a tough one. He's but coming, he's coming back. Part of me really hopes that I mean, he's a tough dude, and I I, I sort of feel like he's going to be motivated to want to come back one more year. Absolutely, I hope so because yeah. I love. I mean. There are times, don't get me wrong, like I, there are times I think that Steve Smith is just like a punk with some of the stuff that he <laughs> But, yeah. you know, there's, there, but you put him on my team. He was like my, so like when Rasheed Wallace signed with the Pistons, like I hated Rasheed Wallace. He's like that guy that if he's on the other team, you cannot stand him. But if yeah, he's on right. your team, all of a sudden he's like, man, that's just such a cool dude. You know what was interesting that's about feels that, like Steve, yeah. that yeah. style player, uh, and it's the perfect example, is, is we used to have a guy on our team, Pollard, strong safety. Yep. Who had the exact same attitude, and I believe that part of the reason he parted ways with the Ravens was because of his attitude and the fact that we wanted to kind of get that out of the Cleaned locker room. I like that up a little bit. And then, but the next year we go and sign Steve Smith, and I'm like, okay, so can we just bring him back too? Right, because right. I sort of feel like it works for the Ravens. Like as as bad as it may be, and I know we do get a lot of uh, the Ravens get a lot of flack for sort of being. A little aggressive sometimes, an yeah, aggressive team. That's a good way to put it. On but, and off the field. Well, let's not talk about off the field. Just on the field, um, a, a kind of an aggressive style of team. But I, to be honest, I sort of embraced that. Yeah, yeah I, I always felt like that was the Ravens' identity, and I sort of the second that it started getting stripped away a little bit, I was like, "Is this going to be? Yeah, is this going to be good for the team? Is this the right 
mentality to have. Like, you know, I, I completely get cleaning up the game and making it safer and, and fully support that. But at the same time, it's football, and the Ravens have always been a tough team. Absolutely. And I, I, it, it would be a shame, I think, to lose that identity. So, yeah, I mean, it was nice to see Steve Smith come in and be that guy. And there's the right kind of aggression and the wrong kind of aggression. And I would rather have, I would rather be penalized for my guys not playing dirty, but just you know maybe playing a little too physical and yeah, seeing yeah. their passion. Tackles, yeah, yeah, and go through that rather than it just feels like nobody cares. Right. What's right. going? On? I mean, I just that's I can't stand it in the Absolutely. NFL. So, do you guys? Uh, are you anything other than the NFL? I mean, do you follow the? We follow the, the Orioles, Orioles, a little Orioles bit. pretty closely. Yeah, yeah. yeah the Orioles fans, Caps fans. Yep. I mean, it's the closest thing we have for hockey. So okay. it's, it's cool to see them doing well. That's it, yeah. really though. Not really basketball. Yeah, not basketball guys. I mean, yeah. we we don't have anyone to to root for, and I'll watch the Clippers and support the Clippers, but I'm not very invested. Okay, for sure. Yeah. So how did you guys? I mean, did both of you? Did this start with your parents, your sports fandom, like that? It was ingrained in your house, or did you just develop it through friends that you you know hung out with? A little bit of both. You know, funny for me is that I I actually was born in the UK, um, and so I moved with my parents to Baltimore when I was about seven or eight. Okay. Um. So we kind of, as a family, adopted a whole new bunch of sports. You know, it was it yeah. was suddenly because you know you come into Baltimore and. Uh, you know, I think my parents' friends and things like that sort of introduced us to the, the Orioles and the Ravens, and and there's no, as you know, there's no denying it in Baltimore. It's yeah. like if you're you're if you're from Baltimore, you're a Baltimore fan. Yes, you're a fan of all the teams, and that's it. Yep. Um. So it was pretty quickly introduced. You know, we were being taken to games all the time, and sort of uh, explained the rules. You know, that, that kind of thing, and, and learning the games, and uh, so that for me was a big part of what got me invested was the fact that it it was sort of like thrown in my face immediately like yeah. you are an Orioles fan now you are a Ravens fan now I was like okay cool let's cool. do this how how do I how does the game work yeah so uh that was that was kind of fun for me because before that it was all you know it was it was straight up soccer that was it were your parents British or were they yeah deep? yeah okay I'm a West Ham fan so you grew up with with soccer and yeah with you know cricket and all that kind of stuff yeah right? I, I couldn't I couldn't Wrap my head around cricket. Right. It's a bit slow That's for fair. a little kid. Still can't. I've had it explained to me <laughs> numerous times. Yeah. Still no idea. Yeah. Yep. It's a wicket and some things. Happen. I sat down with, so Liam, uh, who is, used to be the producer, Mike and Mike now produces the Levitard show. He's from England and, and him and I have literally sat at his desk and watched videos and he's like, now listen, <laughs> when this guy does this and this guy hits this and I asked so many questions and at the end of like the hour that we just spent, I feel like I literally don't, I still don't know anything about the game. You're just yeah. more confused. Yeah. It's just a deep, there's deep just, hole. Of- every question I ask, there's another like two questions that come up yep. that I'm so confused. He's about. like, this kind of game could go on for five days. This kind of game yeah. could end in an hour. And I was like, well, that's cricket though. No one knows right. what's yeah. happening. It's just sort of a, they figure it out at the end after tea and sandwiches. Yeah. Right. Right, they break for they break for tea, and then... and their stats are so weird because I see like <laughs> this guy had like 180 like something, and I was like, I don't even know what it is. It just feels like 180 is a lot of one thing. So right, I just feel like that's just a bunch. Right. So, uh, okay, all right, nice. So, and One, guys, 180 of anything is a lot. It's right? just a bunch. It yeah. really is. It it's really a is of, a lot. It's a ton of things. So, you guys um, are into fantasy sports as well. Yeah, absolutely correct. Um, is that an entire, is your whole band in? Is it just a few of you guys? Yeah, well, we band have and crew have a whole league. We have a, yeah, fantasy football band and crew league going on. Right how many person? What is that? 10 or 12? 12? I think we have 12 people. Yeah. 12 is healthy. It's a, it's a stacked league for sure. Anything yeah. above that and you got like, it gets a little yeah, confusing. Guess, yep. Your bench is no one really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're, you're trading a lot. You have someone like Kamar Aiken or, yeah. Uh, 
No offense to Kamarikin. Hey, he's the number one now. He's I now know. our number one, which putting is up points. insane. Ah, uh, man. So who's out of the... You know, so I've had a couple of, of other bands that have come on here. Manchester Orchestra talked, and they loved their the NBA fantasy that they're in. And they were very adamant about they know who is the best person in their band at fantasy. Do you guys have one person? Well, I'd just like to point out right now that I am in first. He's in first. Uh, okay. And... That I I I lost my first game after a six, a six or seven game winning streak, so I'm a little bummed right now. But despite the loss last week, still in first, still crushing it, which is important. And the point leader too. That's rare. Yeah, there's a good amount of money on the line too on this on this one. I'm pretty bummed out that I'm not doing solid. Too well. It was a solid buy-in. Jack <laughs> yeah. is in. Let's see. Jack is like in, seventh, ninth, uh, eighth. Jack is in tenth place. All right. Well, yeah. Okay. You're in tenth. Right. There's still time. Still, you can crawl out. You're four and six. Yeah. All right. Yeah. We'll see. How long have you guys been playing fantasy? I uh, probably started th- like two or three years ago. Yeah, okay. Years. You I know what's funny is, yeah. sorry, go ahead. Well, I used to do three leagues, had to bump down to two. I think two is a good amount. Anything above that, like you're, you're, you're fighting with yourself basically. Yes. Yeah. Cause you're rooting for this defense to do well, but in this yeah. other league, you've got this guy and it's just too many things. Too many things. Yeah. yeah. Our tournament manager has eight. That's <laughs> ridiculous. I was gonna say like, what's the, that's like what it's like. What are you doing again? Another one of our good friends, and part of the reason why I got into fantasy football, uh, our buddy Soupy from the band Wonder Years, yep, um, started sort of like a band and people affiliated with bands league that that he got going. And every year he hits me up. He's super super into it. Yep. So I get like. A, an email and a text in all caps, like, are you in this year? Are we doing this? And I'm like, calm down, first of all. Um, so intense. But, but he literally, like, he runs, he's probably in about 15 leagues, no lie, and he runs them with fans or with people from the music community uh, for charity. Yep. And it's pretty amazing what he does because, again, it's, I don't know how you keep up with more than two leagues and this dude's in 12 yeah. at any given moment. But it's really cool what he does, and and they've they've raised good money for for multiple different causes. And I think when you buy in, you get to pick what cause you would like the money to go to if you win. Yeah. So it's it's a really good creative way to kind of to run a fantasy league, and and that was one of the ways that I got started because I two year two or three years ago joined one of those leagues, and uh and then I think simultaneously we did a band league. Yeah, and that dude, was it for me. I was like, okay, it was, this is great. I did one of those soupy leagues, and it was just me and like six all time low fans. So frustrating because, like, I'm being beat by a lot of our, you know, a lot of fans are 15, 16, 17 year old girls, and they're talking smack, and they're talking smack, <laughs> yeah. and they're like killing me, and like they would come to the meet and greet to be like, "Hey, by the way, I'm uh, Mandy, super whatever." <laughs> Sorry, blah, blah. I had to put that whooping on you. And last she week. literally <laughs> beat me by 80 points. I'm like, I'm like, great, cool, no autograph for you, get away. Awesome. <laughs> That's so it's brutal. So it really funny, is brutal. Dude. They're just they're holding up signs at the shows that like have your record on there, like, four and six. I'm like, no, That's shut up. Awesome. That's so awesome. We had the Wonder Years actually came through and we talked about that a little bit with them, which is such a rad idea and, and really cool. Although I can't imagine like once you get to that point, like it's such, it's so great that, you know, being able to do that. But yeah, you get to a point where like you can't follow all of the leagues that you're in the way that you really should. Uh, he's auto drafting. He's got, <laughs> there's some things going on. But auto drafting <laughs> for a good cause. Yeah, so no, it totally no, no. makes I, it okay. No, he actually, to be completely honest, I don't think he auto drafts. I, Oh, really, no. Like I, he is like, it's like a beautiful mind. Really? Yes. When it comes to fa- soupy and you know, fantasy you know, sports. I call him sometimes when I'm yeah, drafting. He's a great person to talk to for advice. But he, like, I imagine him just in a bunk, like in a in a basement, 
somewhere with like post-it notes all over the walls and like newspaper <laughs> clippings from the sports section, right, and, like, right? Just everything. A bunch of computers all turned on to like different sports pages, and uh, and he's just like typing away, drafting, drafting, drafting. I really do believe that he runs all of the leagues, which is incredible, yeah, insane. He could, that's a superpower, essentially. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, did you guys play? Uh, have you, other than the Wonder Years, is there anybody else that you guys have played, or like, do you talk when you went in a tour with with people? I mean, is sports one of the ways that you, you know, communicate yeah. with other bands and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, it's definitely it's, something that it's bigger than it used to be. I think for sure, everybody kind of bonds over it. It's yeah. we've, you know, we'll throw together like if it's a day off on a Thursday or a Sunday or something like that. You know, we'll be like, there's a a B Dubs down the street. Like everybody's going, and we'll, you know, it's a way to get all the bands together and and have that kind of camaraderie moment dude we've yeah. actually taken our tour buses to games yeah and yeah. tailgated in like the chiefs parking yeah, lot we and, gone chiefs to, and game go one. to the games no way so yeah. funny watching all these chiefs fans like walk on our tour bus like you guys are big chiefs fans we're like eh, not really we're Today just like, we are here, <laughs> like, here drinking having a good time it's kind of rad when you do that especially when it's two teams that you're not really invested in because then you can just show up and root for the home team no matter what yeah, yeah. and so yeah like we've done it a couple times and it's a blast because people are Obviously asking questions about why you're rolling up in a tour bus. Right. So you instantly get sort of pulled into the tailgate and the, the fandom, uh, which is rad. And then as long as you're as long as you're like flying the hometown colors, everybody's really stoked on it. And yeah, we've had amazing times doing that. That's awesome. Yeah. That's you cool. went to a game in New Orleans too, right? Before a show? Uh, I did. It just just it was like a Saints Bucks game before one of our shows, and I just yeah. love football, so it was cool. Yeah. You just randomly wandered over. You're like, oh, yeah, yeah, check out a like, game. Uh, you know the you know the tickets weren't sold out. So. Right. <laughs> we were playing down the street. The stadium was like walking distance. I, yeah. I feel like Jack like hopped in a cab and was just. And you there. guys don't need to do sound check. I mean, you guys got you got people to we, do sound check for you. We we've been touring. I feel like we should we sound check. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> do we? No. <laughs> there we go. Right. So really quickly, I want to talk about the album that you guys just had come out. Yeah. Um. So here's the thing. I get this sheet. Yeah. They send me this thing. Your guys' sheet has a lot more stuff on it than most other bands. <laughs> That's what's I, up. We were talking about this before you came in, that anytime I feel down, I just need to have my manager send us the one just sheet of like all the cool stuff that you've done in your career. And just, just to like, be like, pat, okay. Pat, pat you on the head. I'm right. not a failure. I'm just going to start sending these out to like my family members that doubt me and things. And right. Like, Grandma, are you proud yet? Look at this. That's so good. So Future Hearts debuted as the number one selling album in both the UK and the US. Which is fantastic. Yes. Um, you guys have had four straight Billboard Top 10 records in the U.S., three straight in the U.K. Yes. Which, I guess the big question is, why are you guys losing so much popularity in the U.K.? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, that's a good question. We gotta, we're doing something wrong. Got to do something. Too many arena to tours. We have to release an album that only comes out in the U.K. next. Right? Yeah. Do so some kind of a single. People want exclusives. Yeah. Like an <laughs> it's import. all about exclusives now. That would be so rad. Uh, but you guys have done a ton of stuff. You've sold over one and a half million albums. Your singles have, have sold uh, over four million times. You've got millions. Just the, the word million is on here a lot. You've got a lot of things. 180 of something. Yeah. <laughs> and that's, that's a ton. Uh, congratulations, first Thank off. You. Thank you. Like, Thanks, that's man. awesome to be able to be in the industry and to be doing this for as long as you have been and, and to still be doing well. Yeah. Thank um, you so which much. is fantastic. Um, you know, what is it that when you guys started doing this, I mean, did you did you ever imagine that this is you were going to be at yeah. this point? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can, tell, but you can see, I mean, yeah. sometimes you just like know, like not in a cocky way, but you're like, I really do think that we have something that's going to be. I think we when we were in because we started the band in high school. We were freshmen when we all met and started playing music, and uh, we were terrible. 
and it most was freshman bands, right? And it was just something to do, you know. And then, but we knew there was something there. But yeah, I think a couple years into doing it, and this was while balancing high school and and you know all that stuff that's going on at that time. Um, a few years in, I think we kind of realized that there was something there. You know, the shows were getting bigger on a local level, and promoters were starting to call us to play shows and and help sell tickets. And um, you know, if there was like a big national touring band coming through they'd call us to help sell out the venue or whatever and and i think that's you know we started making ripples and once that happened i think we were all kind of getting a little more confident in the fact that okay maybe we can build this you know we've done it this far why not take it to the next level and so um yeah i don't think any of us expected that it would go 12 years and and we'd be you know, playing amphitheaters and arenas now, but and being at ESPN talking about football, yeah. Right? But but you know, it, it was definitely uh, we knew that we had something special then. But yeah, how far it was going to go, we had no idea. For sure, and it's been incredible. See, Absolutely. we get asked that. We've been asked that question before, and I, I like that question. But that's the best answer I've ever heard. You usually we're just like. So we're just like, yeah, yeah, of course we knew it. But uh, no, that's actually <laughs> – Well, that's you. That's, that was your that's answer. That's the truth, though. That's a good, that's a good answer. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Um, yeah, and I say – I've been saying it a lot on stage, actually, because I, I am feeling very grateful at the moment in general for just the fact that we've been able to do this for as long as we have and that people still come out. And, you know, it's hard enough to be an artist for 12 years. It's even harder to be an artist for 12 years and have your newest thing be one of the most successful. You know, it's it's – there's always bands and there's always people out there who are like, yeah, play the first record. I love the first record. That was your thing. And I'm just, I'm very grateful that we haven't gotten stuck in that as well. You know, it's yeah. very cool that we can put out a new record and have that be the number one. Yeah. You know, it's, it's cool that there's still growth and there's still room to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. When you guys, so at that time when you were playing as you know, younger kids in Baltimore, did you have a favorite venue that you like to play at? Uh, the record theater would okay. have been one, which um, is now turned into a dance club. Yeah, although they're I heard, they're bringing shows back. They are. Yeah, That's nice. Yeah, it's great. But I just think, a show kind of where music went, <laughs> like the yeah. biggest, oldest rock venue in in the suburbs in of Baltimore area. turned into an EDM club. Yeah. So so uh, yeah, that one that one was a good one for us. We we sort of I would say that that's the place that kind of gave us our start because that was a real venue. Yep. And you know, once we got to the point where as a local band we could sell that out, that was a pretty big deal. Um, but the place we actually started, like doing shows locally and building our f- high school fan base, was a church. Oh yeah, we the were church we hall. were playing, you know, VFWs, church halls, basements, pretty yeah. much anywhere we could play. And so that that the record theater for us was kind of the next step, the thing to like weigh everything else against, right? You know, like okay, so the church hall sold out, but it's only fifty people, and record I think was seven fifty or yeah. eight hundred. Yep. So once we got to a point where we were selling 800 tickets in Baltimore, like that was a really cool thing for a local band to be able to do. So, um, yeah, it was amazing. And then there was, you know, there was the auto bar downtown. Uh, I love the auto bar. Yeah, right. It's such like a there. dirty, like awesome. That's where we used to open up for, for, for international touring. Yeah, bands. it's still there. Still really? killing yeah. it. Yeah, they we did. us to be the local band. We did. I think we played with uh, Motion, remember, City Soundtrack. Motion City Soundtrack. I remember the Gym Class Heroes came through on their first record and we opened that one up. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it was really cool. And then obviously, you know, it was funny later on down the line. Both, like you know, kind of everyone coming up together. I think it happened with Travi from gym class. He was like, I think we saw him out on tour, and he's like, "Wait a minute, aren't you those like fourteen year old kids that opened up for me at the auto bar one time?" We were like, "Yeah, that's a really good memory." <laughs> yeah, if he did that, to pretty, be honest. yeah, he's a, he's he's one of those guys that kind of remembers everything, which yeah. is yeah, it's pretty impressive. But um, yeah, so there was auto bar, there was Fletcher's, which is unfortunately again not there anymore, replaced yep. with a dance club called the Get Down. Damn it. 
Shout out to the get down though. That place is cool. <laughs> so that it started with, you know, if you went from the auto bar, you, did, it, did it start with the record theater first and then go to the auto bar? Did you go? It kind of, it started with record for us because we were, we lived close to it. Yep. yep. So that was like, it's sort of more out in the suburbs. So we, we were doing that one because it was just close. What mall our, our fan base was, was in the suburbs. Towson, Towson. Towson. It's right, right, right next to Towson University and, and that whole little area. So, um, yeah, so that was, that was kind of our hometown venue, but, um, the auto bar was smaller and Fletcher's was smaller. So those were also places where we would go and try to start selling tickets. And, and bringing yeah. at that age, bringing a fan base downtown Baltimore was difficult, you know, uh, just because our know. parents were driving us to these shows. Oh yeah. Right, by sure. the way, like this was, this was the, this was the era when we were like loading our gear into mom's station wagon and yep. she was driving us and helping us load in. So embarrassing. Like, so embarrassing. Yeah. And literally being like, okay. I know you're. I know you're playing second tonight, but you have homework, so please be done and like unpacked quickly. And I'd be like, "Mom, I want to watch the headliner." And she's like, "No, you you're coming home, dude." Like, would she stay yeah. there the whole time and like wait for you guys to finish, or would she come back and pick you guys up? They would watch I think both. Yeah. I think both. Yeah. Yeah, our parents were pretty supportive. Would so. they run the merch table for you guys? Yes. Yeah. No. Our, I fr- think, our friends did. Our yeah, friends. I, think, oh, yeah. I don't think we'd let them do it. Oh, dude, I play, mom. Get I out of here. Remember though, we used to play like. Auto bar on like Monday, Tuesday nights. Go into school the next morning, yep. smelling like cigarettes. So back then, <laughs> yeah. back then people go smoke in clubs, right? And just and my ears would just be ringing. And we were just show. so stoked. So we like you, you know, you like we wouldn't shower. We just be oh, like yeah. wearing the same clothes that we played in the night. Yeah, ears still just ringing kind of, just because we thought it was cool. <laughs> but everyone at school is like, "You're gross and weird." Yeah, like, what's happening here? Um, you got the X's on your hands. Yeah, right. Uh, the wristband that says you couldn't drink or be near the bar. Yep. Um, yeah, but it's it was. Uh, those are good times, and and it's it's kind of I it like it evolved from that into again about the, in regards to the parents like sixteen seventeen years old I think we still had like our learner's permit or what whatever that license is before you get your driver's license you can drive but you have to be like accompanied yep so there were trips we started taking instead of taking college visits we were going and showcasing for labels like up and down the east coast so. There was a time when we literally got in the van or got in a van and rented a van or something. I can't remember at that point. Uh, attached a trailer to it, put all the gear in the trailer and drove down to Florida to showcase for a label. And uh, was it Ryan's parents? Someone's parents had to follow us to yeah. check us into the hotels to like make no sure way. that we weren't yeah getting kidnapped or anything. It, yeah. And, and they literally like followed us around it was hilarious that's crazy the least rock the least but most rock and roll thing ever right yeah. right they were so rad they were our parents were so good to we us. couldn't have done it without yeah them, for real. Yeah. They, they definitely let us go down that path for sure. which is fantastic i mean being able to have parents that like are want to support you guys and like one like kind of you know i still want to make sure like you're a kid let's not forget that right. i want to make sure you're but i want you to have fun and like have fun, like take take advantage of this experience yeah totally you know and not not kind of and that's exactly what it was it. i mean i, I give so much, so many props to our parents for, for handling it the way they did. Cause yeah. you know, they could have easily shut it down and be like, no, you're going to college, <laughs> you know, but they, they let us take the chance while, while it was there. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it kind of worked out. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> seems like it's okay. Totally. <laughs> Good idea. Thanks mom. Thanks dad. So tell me where, uh, where can people get the music? I mean, where can we get the new album? Where can, uh, new albums available everywhere. Uh, iTunes, Spotify, all of those places, uh, stores. Where, where do you prefer? And so this is a question I've always wanted to ask bands. So understanding that your local record store, you're, I mean, I know you're supposed to say keep that, it real. and I do support local. Keep record it real. Stores. Physical, physical copy at your local record store. Are you a vinyl guy? I mean, do you guys are you yeah. into vinyl at all? Yeah, absolutely. our drummer Ryan really is into it. Um, 
we make vinyls for our CDs. I think it's awesome. They, we've been seeing <laughs> like a lot. You have a vinyl warehouse in your. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're sitting there we're actually making vinyls. pouring plastic. I don't even know how we you do make that. Vinyls. Right. I think it's pouring but, vinyl. Actually, is it? Yeah, they're little vinyl. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a. I'm not a vinyl guy. I don't, I don't, I don't know how <laughs> what are vinyls made of? I thought they're made of. I thought it was a plastic, <laughs> plastic situation. That's all right. Yeah, that's, uh, that's all right. But I mean, that's really been. I mean, that's uh, one thing that I wonder. Because I'm a huge vinyl guy. Yeah. It's really been making a big comeback. But to a point now where it seems like everybody's doing it. Is it going to be a fad? Is it going to – I mean, is it for real? Well, I think it's kind of, it's an interesting thing, I think, because, again, to, to speak to your other question about what I prefer, I, I don't really care, to be honest. I think it's it's a digital age that we live in. And, and while, I, while I like to support the idea of still buying physical copies and things like that, I also sort of am aware of the fact that it's a dead – art form at this point like right. there's no point to it anymore unfortunately um however i think vinyl kind of takes that place and it sort of fills the hole that the death of cds left behind because at the end of the day it's cool to have the artwork and it's always been cool to have the artwork and it's always been cool to have the the lyrics printed out and, yeah. and things like that and so i think what vinyl does is it, it fills that void of of being able to take something home you know what I mean? Like lining up and actually, get it signed by the band. Yeah, too, getting yeah. it signed, lining up, waiting in line for a release of a band that you're excited about. Yep. Because that doesn't happen anymore. You know, it's like Beyonce puts out an album and it just pops up online. You get it and done. Adele today, boom, done. Like I, I, I remember lining up for records when they were coming yeah. out. You know, when when Blink would put out an album or Green Day or whatever. I remember going to Sam Goody or whatever the store was at the time and waiting in line. And talking to people about how stoked you were to buy the record. And how bummed you were if they were sold out. Exactly. And, so and that happened too, which was cool. You used to call the stores like, do you have the CD? Yeah. Just hilarious. There's like, there was an actual <laughs> demand for it and it, it, it was, crazy. it created excitement. So I think, I think vinyl replaces that. And it, yes. it, I think that's why it's so popular right now because even if you're not listening to the vinyl, cause there's, we put our records out on vinyl and to be completely honest, if you're an audiophile and you're listening to it for that vinyl quality, our records are not mixed really for vinyl like it doesn't add much to it to put it on vinyl if anything it makes our records sound worse right because right. you get that weird mid-range thing that vinyl is known for which i love but doesn't always work um however i think it's really cool for people to be able to walk away with something real and they can have it on their phone whatever but they can also hang the art on their wall or have us sign it or yeah use it as a coaster for all i care but it's still it's still rad yeah well, now when you when now when you buy vinyls it comes with a digital copy right which it is, should if you are doing it right <laughs> ours have always been like that which yes, I mean, is the best you are doing it right then yeah. yeah yeah so that's that's kind of how i i feel and I, I i would love for most bands to do that even if they understand that like you know what vinyl's not really like their thing understanding that you put a digital download in it and i am offering one, I put time, or someone puts time into yeah. this artwork. Yeah. And when it's on my little iTunes, and it's like this, yeah. I'm making a very Lost. small square. You can't even see it. Yeah. Like, and so, and all the lyrics that are in there, like you guys, somebody from the band approves all of this for you guys to be like, we yeah. want this. Like this, this represents the album that we just created. Yeah. And those are, process. by the way, the accurate lyrics because God knows when you search a song oh, yeah. online, I, it's, it's never how right. Those lyrics are. It's like, like no way, this is right. Right. And then, you're, and then you're at parties singing the wrong lyrics, and people are like, oh. and then fans come up to you and they got your lyrics tattooed on you, but they're the wrong lyrics. Oh. It's the whole thing. Oh, that's has terrible. that happened? You've seen that? This, of course, that's happened. Oh dude. no! Wow! That's Did you happened. tell them that? Oh, you didn't no. tell them. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, okay. I'm just like, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. 
Don't, just, don't, just don't fact check that with anyone. Right. Should have bought the vinyl. Just do it. Should've should've bought, exactly. Exactly. The There's a memory that you can have. Someone can buy it. Yeah. They remember, you remember standing in line for a CD. You yeah. remember standing in line for something. You hold it. When you take it out, you guys can sign it. And there's no memory associated with clicking digital. You know, which, exactly. But it's so convenient. I mean, that's why you need to have the digital, you know, yeah, in that. For sure. So, yeah, I think, and it's interesting that you say that because I think, uh, that's kind of at the end of the day what music is. It, it you sort of you you tie songs and, and music to memories, and, and that's kind of what makes music so meaningful. And so having that moment uh, is really important because it becomes one more piece in that in that puzzle of of the moment that surrounds the record that you're buying. Yep, for sure. Which is a ton of fun. Yeah, that's what music's all about, right? Fantastic. Tell us where we can follow you guys. Social media, Twitter, for the band, for you guys Ooh. individually. At All Time Low is the band's account. Uh, I am at Alex All Time Low. At Jack All Time Low. And, Make it easy. Uh, yeah, I mean, Google it. You got Google. Yep. Surely. Everyone knows. I know, I know we have been talking music, but I feel like I, we have to plug something for our sports oh, yeah, aspect. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Back to football. Yeah, our, our good friends, uh, Justin Tucker and Sam Cook from the Ravens, are up for Pro Bowl voting. We really want, we really want to see them in Show there. some love to the kickers. Yeah. Wow, we got, we got the best punter best in the league. Best kickers in the league, probably the best kicker in the league. I mean, J Tuck. I think I, they got to go to the Pro Bowl. Let's get our boys to the Pro Bowl because if they are, we're going with them. <laughs> <laughs> That's really what it's all about. Is right. we want them to go so that we can go and everyone can hang out in Hawaii. So yeah. I mean, I think do they us get, that favor. They listeners. get X number of of tickets to be able to bring other people. Exactly. Exactly. We're definitely going to Hawaii. They're not bringing their wives. They're no. bringing us. Why they're would bringing, they do that? They're bringing Jack and I. Exactly. It's not a family thing. All right. This, this is this is the homies going to Hawaii. To win the Pro Bowl. If your kicker and punter on your team are not good, <laughs> just do us a solid and vote for these guys. Yeah, vote. That's it. Guys, thank you so much for being here. This has been a ton of fun. It's fun. Check them out on tour uh, while you can, the Future Hearts Tour. Uh, if you live in the UK, they're coming soon and buy more of their records so they can uh, uh, keep up with the US as far as Billboard Top 10. <laughs> uh, guys, thank you so much. It's been a ton Thanks, of fun man. having you Thanks, here. Dude. It was awesome. And you can follow me on Twitter at Daniel Dopp. And until next time, keep spinning those records.